welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District. Hi everyone, I'm Sue Omenson. Um, in this episode, we're continuing our, our discussion of colors in our trees. And this time, um, we're going to turn to spring colors. And again, I'm happy to welcome Ed Headborn from the Morton Arboretum to to share his knowledge with us. Glad to be here with you. In looking ahead past the winter season to the anticipation of spring, what is the typical progression of spring blooming trees in our area? Probably the the earliest trees to bloom would be elms. Okay. You get ash. Uh, you get a lot of the wind-pollinated trees. So you get oaks, maples. They come out before the leaves are really opening up. So when it's early spring, you start to get into March, and you start to see a subtle color change in maybe the twigs. Some of the willows, even in, in February, or late February, early March, still cold but you look and all of a sudden you realize the the willow twigs are a brighter yellow than they were in the in the depths of winter hmm. that's sort of a sign that it's getting close okay uh commonly planted silver maple or or red maples or the hybrid freeman maples along uh parkways mm-hmm. they're also one of the first to really hmm. bloom and because they are wind pollinated they don't have showy petals Okay. So just the the reproductive parts, the, the stamens, the anthers, and the pistols will be out there. And occasionally, if you look real close, get a hand lens and, and magnify. There's a lot of color there. Wow, I just but it's never real, knew that. But it's real small. Okay. You've got to use sort of a magnifying glass or a hand lens. Okay. Um, Sometimes you have to wait for a squirrel to nip a little branch off for it to <laughs> drop to your lawn to pick it then up and look at it. View. And then you can get a mm-hmm. look at it. Um, those are sort of the first things. Okay. For some people, the clue that things are starting to bloom is they start to get hay fever. <laughs> yes. Because it's, it's pollen blowing through. That's what the flowers are. They're in that reproductive stage. Um, then you start to get the plants that start to have petals because it's warm enough. What were, what are the petals used for? I didn't know there was going to be a quiz. <laughs> they, I don't know. <laughs> they're used to attract insects oh, okay. to pollinate. They're, the insect-pollinated trees have petals because that's the, the stop sign that tells the insect, okay. come on here, I've got nectar, I've got pollen to use. And, oh, by the way, take pollen from my flowers over to that other flower. So that's when those start to come out. And depending on the type of tree, they can come out sort of in a progression, if you will. I won't, I'm not as familiar with the progression, but some some of the earliest things could be a, could be a ground cover, little periwinkles starting to pop up. Uh, with that periwinkle blue-colored flower. Um, then you start to get your amelanchiers will come out with their pure white flowers in little hanging. What's the common name of that? Amelanch- well, amelanchier can be a common name. 
Shad okay. bush, service berry. Oh, service berry. I've heard that. June okay. bush. Okay. Do you get shad, shad bush? Because shad were swimming up the streams in New England when okay. the plant was blooming. June bush is, that's when the fruits are ripening. Okay. And the birds and the, the chipmunks are going out there to climb on the little fruits. Then you get, you know, your crab apples right. and, and natives kind of things. Uh, you may get catalpa, which is native further south in the Ozarks, but was brought up here and used as a street tree. Okay. Uh, maybe in the 1930s. It was common. Uh, and then you get the wide variety of ornamental flowering trees that w we bring in from around the world uh different magnolias mm -hmm. coming in some of the magnolias bloom later in the s in the spring sort of late spring almost early summer okay those that come out very early in the spring can get nipped by a late frost yes, yes. Um, when you th think of how our springs develop the weather is extremely variable mm -hmm. it we, is. we oh. can have 70 degree days in February. Some of our non-native ornamental plants, they start losing their um, winter hardiness with those weird warm spells, you know, warm and then it gets cold, and right. then it gets warm and then it gets cold. Our native plants shrug that off. Interesting, you know, okay. They are, they evolved with that crazy climate. So they, they're sort of looking at the average. Okay. Whereas some plants that we brought up either from further south mm -hmm. in the United States or for our, from other countries, they see this warm spell and they go, oh, it's time to bloom. And they, you start to see the buds start to peel open. You might see a hint of, of color from the petals. And then we get a late freeze. Right. And that's when all of a sudden you're... Uh, pretty purple and, and white saucer magnolia mm, turns brown. Okay. <laughs> with a late frost yeah. damage. In our, in our native crab apples, not a problem. Okay. And some plants can handle um, a frost. Mm -hmm. um, some, of the, some of the daffodils, you know, they're coming from a part of Europe, Eurasia, that has weird weather and you know a late frost no i'll just keep blooming that's nice <laughs> um are there new species that you would recommend planting or any species new or old for people to plant in their own yards or even in the parks you know for us to plant oh that would give really nice color in the fall or spring. That would be, that would show my biases. <laughs> um, one of my first jobs here, actually the first job I had here was working part-time in the summer in the Prairie Restoration Project. Mm. There are a lot of gorgeous prairie flowers. Both, you, you could build a garden that starts late March, early April, with blooms all the way into September and mm. early October, just using prairie plants. Uh, that's a great idea to plant blooming, 
prairie plants like that that uh, will continue to provide color all season. Mm-hmm. Um, how about maybe a tree species that would be good? Like in a, a, maybe a favorite spring blooming tree and a favorite fall color tree. I don't know. I work at an arboretum. They're all favorites. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking a hard question. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I think my personal favorite tree is a a form of bur oak. Okay. Yes, it's wind pollinated, but it's got this quirky, thick, quirky, dark bark and it's sort of this gnarly branching pattern that even in the winter gives it character when the leaves come out they're this this dark glossy green Mm -hmm. and it has a paler underside to the leaf so when it in the summer when the wind blows it's almost like the leaves are waving right. to you. You get this right. little green, dark green, dark and light flash. Um, if you get to know plants well, you can tell a lot of tree species you know, from a cro- quarter mile away by the way they look, color of the bark, the way the wind blows mm-hmm. in the leaves. People go, oh, how do you do that? So you walk into a big you know, a, a large supermarket, you hear someone's voice or you see somebody walking away from you, you know that they're your neighbor right. from two houses down. You can call their name and they'll turn around. You're right. If I asked you, how do you recognize her or him? How do you recognize that neighbor from across the store? You're just familiar with them. You're familiar with them. It's the same thing with plants Mm. and plant identification. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can get, you know, all these books, you know, and key plants out or, you know, take a course at the park district in plant identification. Learn how to do it. But then once you know what a plant is, you know, whether it's, you know, the the street tree in the parkway of your neighbor's house or down in a park, Take walks and watch that tree through the whole year. Mm, mm-hmm. See it on a windy day. Look at how it looks on a cloudy day versus a sunny day. Put a raincoat under an umbrella and see what it looks like in the rain. See what the bark looks like wet versus dry. See what it looks like in the winter. Pretty soon you get to know plants the same way you know your neighbors or your family members. Very cool. And it, you know, we plant things we think of just the flowers. Mm. It's the, yes, it's the flower. It's the, the fruit that develops from the flower. It's the insects that are attracted to those fruits or the flowers. It's the leaf shapes can create different patterns, whether it's a, a broad leaf or whether it's a narrow, more grass-like leaf, uh, whether you're looking at an iris leaf or uh, a salvia leaf. Hmm. That's great advice. I I think everybody can just start to observe trees <laughs> and plants more carefully and, and enjoy that. Oh, I would, I would encourage them. There, there, and there are plenty of places to get that knowledge. It could be a knowledgeable friend. Sure. Uh, 
pair up with somebody, take a class at the park district, you know, or, or the over, arboretum, or at the, arboretum <laughs> at the, you know, at a forest preserve. Yeah. There, if you want to dive into it even, even more, there are particular um, clubs, you know, there are various websites. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Ed. This has been very informative and um, kind of an invitation to people to go appreciate trees and plants, and we really thank you for your time. You're welcome. Glad I could help. Thank you for listening. The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide park and recreation experiences that promote healthy lives, healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk Podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District.